Hey, I'm Yesenia, and my favorite things include margaritas and Outlander. In the last few years of my life, I became a single mom, lost 25 pounds, and had the best blow-up ever, inside and out. Since then, I've coached dozens of women and helped them lose weight, feel more confident, and change their lives. This podcast is the place where I share all of it, my own personal journey and the best stuff from my coaching, so that you can have the glow-up of your life too. Welcome to Glow Up with Yesenia. Hello, hello. I am back with another episode and I have to confess I was going to record a different episode today, but I have been working on something for the past couple of hours and I've just been so excited about it and I got lots of good insights and ahas and I was just like, I have to do a podcast episode on this. Like the other two that I have planned for February can wait. I think this is a lot more exciting right now and I want to definitely use that excitement and come on here and tell you all about it. So today we are talking about my financial freedom plan and journey so far. Money is one of those topics that I have touched on here and there. A lot of you know my story. I'm a single mom. I've been a single mom for coming up on three years now, like three and a half years, if you count when I moved out. And um, boy, I have come a long way because things were not easy financially in the beginning. There was a lot of struggle, like not just the emotional baggage that you deal with and have to work on healing and all of that and figuring out how to co-parent and get along with this person who was your spouse and is now your co-parent, right? You still have to see them. <laughs> um, there's like all of that. And then when you become a single mom, it's like, okay, now you're like a one income household. And like, in my case, the most that I ever worked when I was married was like as a part-time teacher. So just do the math on that part-time teacher. I was also a writer and right around that year when it all happened. I had finally gotten up to like full-time income, about $70,000 a year, but take into account self-employment taxes and all business expenses. Like that's not counting business expenses and self-employment taxes. So that wasn't even like my take-home pay. That was just like all the revenue that I brought in that year. And I was like really starting to get going. And then this happened, you know, I got a divorce didn't write for many months, didn't publish for many months, and my income just like took a sharp downturn. Um, and it never really recovered. My creativity didn't recover until very recently. You guys know, like, I'm finally going back to writing, which I'm so excited about, but I changed my whole career and I, it took me a couple of years to really create some financial stability for ourselves. All of that to say, like, it's been a really long ride, like I said, three years later, and in the past, you know, year or two, we've fi we've had financial stability. There's still been some tough times here or there, um, but things are better than ever, and I've really been working on this the last few months, like, really... Like, I've always kept an eye on this, but there's always been a lot of fear involved. I've always gotten a lot of, like, coaching around money as far as, like, fear, scarcity, lack, all of that. That has been the majority of my work in the last 
two, three years has been like my mindset around money, my limiting beliefs around money. And after like working on that and clearing a lot of bullshit away as far as like my thoughts and beliefs around money, I have finally been able to create like a level of trust and neutrality um, around money. And so like because of that, I think that has really enabled me to focus on more of like the tactical strategy side of money this year especially the past like six months and so I'm kind of excited to talk about that today you guys already know some of the work I've done um, around my limiting beliefs Um, I've let go of a lot of that I would say like it like it's something that I've already worked on like the work on that is is done is it something that still pops up sometimes sure but it's not like a normal thing anymore. It's very much so like nighttime eating. Nighttime eating I also have worked on for the last few years. And now it's just like this rare occurrence and it's not a big deal. And I move on and I keep going. And that's how it feels like with money too, with any fear around money. Like it's just not really there that much anymore. And I just trust it. And now I've just worked on managing it. So I'm very excited to dive into all of that in this episode with you and really tell you like let me tell you all the things I've learned about money the steps I'm taking around money to really create financial freedom for myself and like just tell you my plan and what I've done so far and some information I found out very excited to tell you and I'm coming to you today from my couch as usual I have loved recording podcast episodes on this couch and um, Luna's not here with me. She's upstairs taking a nap. Uh, but um, just like last time, here I am at 2 p.m. on a Friday. I've had such a great morning. It's my day off. And I'm just recording this podcast episode and checking this off my list and telling you about this exciting stuff before I go pick up the girls from school. So, And I had like Chick-fil-A for lunch. Like I went to the gym. I did my leg day. My legs were like absolutely shot. (laughs) The 15 pounds, the 15 pounders that I usually use for my um, Bulgarian split squats. If you don't know what that is, just, you know, you could Google it really quick. Bulgarian split squats. You get in front of a bench. You kind of like, like, you know, you're like a step or two in front of the bench. And then you lift up one leg, you know, like you lift it like, like you're, you know, uh, I feel dumb trying to explain this on a podcast episode, but you lift it, set it, set your foot on the bench behind you. If you, if that, hopefully that makes sense to you. You've got a weight in each, a weight in each hand, um, and you basically squat with your other leg. So you're squatting with one leg at a time, holding these weights to make it harder. Um, and it really burns the booty and it burns the thighs, especially like there's different ways you can do it. So you can hone different muscles, but let me tell you, the booty was burning. My thighs were shot. So I did those and the 15 pounders that I usually use were not, somebody was using them. Very handsome man, I should say, was using them. (laughs) We won't go into that today. Um, and so I grabbed the twenties instead. I was like, no way I'm going to use the tens, like the 15s, like, I usually do the 15, so I'm not going to go down. I'm going to go up. So instead of doing 10, like, reps, I did do 8. So I did 8 instead of 10, but it's four sets. And so I got done with that, and I could barely walk, but I felt great. 
Um, and then I did the leg press. I did um, RDLs. I like by the time I got to the RDLs, I could barely feel my legs because um, I just went hard. And so I was like feeling good about that. I had my coffee. I, I was reading my financial book. So again, that book has helped me so much. It's one of the big resources I've used. Um, and I started watching Dexter. So Dexter is one of those shows. It's like I've never seen it. I've always heard good things about it. I think one time years ago, I tried to watch it and I didn't really get into it. But I think I just didn't really give it a good chance because I'm several episodes in now and I'm really enjoying it. And I've never seen this show before. And I hear the first like three or four seasons are just absolutely amazing. And I've been trying to get into different shows and I just have not been able to. Um, but it's so far, it's really like captured my attention. So I'm like kind of happy to have something to watch. There's also a new episode of Law and Order SVU that I need to that I get to watch today. So I'm excited about that. Um, but other than that, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch TikTok sometimes. But this year, I'm really just trying to read a lot more. So I've canceled a lot of like my TV subscriptions. Um, and um, I actually signed up for Kindle Unlimited, which is a thing you can get on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks a month, but you can get like a free 30-day trial or something and you can like borrow as many books as they have in Kindle Unlimited so it's like ebooks but you can read them on your phone on your iPad um, and you can just like borrow up to like 10 books at a time or something and it's like whatever books are in Kindle Unlimited in that program you can just borrow them and read them and you just pay like the 10 bucks a month so just trying to read a lot more this month um, and I've been listening to like the spare audiobook. I'm almost done with it. So I'm just like really just trying to read more this year and still watch a little bit of TV, but not as much. So I've also been um, experimenting with heatless curls and I've really enjoyed them. I feel like I learned how to do my makeup really well and I like that. Um, but I've never, I used to straighten my hair a lot and I haven't done that anymore. And I kind of have like, kind of like sometimes frizzy, sometimes kind of wavy hair. And so I really like the heatless curls because it's, again, they're heatless or not damaging. Um, but I can get Andrea to do them for me in like five minutes. And then I wake up with really nice heatless curls the next day. So I'm like, I'm loving that. Like now I'm doing something with my hair and it looks nice. I've gotten lots of compliments. So, and that kind of started with Andrea. She's the one that started doing it and um, I have loved it. So I'm, I'm loving that. Um, and it was the thing to do them was like 10 bucks on Amazon. Like I love it. Um, and then at the moment, I, I told you guys I was like I hit my maintenance range and I've been in my maintenance range just like ever since I got the food poisoning. Um, and then like now it's that time of month. I've been like like just sitting above my maintenance range for um, like a week now. I've been so bloated. I, I think like just that food poisoning just like mess messed up my gut or something. And then like just all the bloat from that time of month too. And I'm just like, remembering like it's been a good opportunity I guess to like really just focus on being patient with my body like my body is just like if it's bloated right now I guess it's just going through something and it'll go back to normal soon I hope and I just the sometimes when I get so bloated like it's just I hate being so bloated like that and I feel like Winnie the Pooh and my 
yoga pants weren't fitting right and I was just like super super bloated but I'm like hopefully the bloat will go away soon uh once my cycle is done and I'm just like remembering like all right if I overeat that's only gonna make the bloating worse probably so it's just a good reminder to just be patient keep drinking my water and not overeat so that's what I've been dealing with lately um and then I started learning about um I used to follow this gal I can't remember if I told you guys on the podcast episode earlier I feel like I talked about it with someone I think my accountability partners but I used to follow this gal called Bikini Body Mommy is like her brand and I used to do a lot of her workout challenges um and like she had lost like 100 pounds 70 pounds like multiple times just because she had kids and her body like she always gained a lot of weight with pregnancy and a lot of inflammation and stuff like that and then so she would do these workout challenges and then like lose the weight again and work on her her eating and her nutrition and I never really did the meal plans or anything like that but I liked the workouts never really lost weight that way because of course you can't like work out your way to weight loss if you're still eating like a you know what? <laughs> um, which is a Corinism, um, but I won't say it here. Um, and so I just hadn't followed her in years and I stumbled upon her again. And um, she was doing this new sort of program where like she was like at her highest weight ever. She'd had like two more babies. And ever since she had the second baby, she tried to lose weight, but her weight had only gone up, even though she was like cutting calories and like doing like high intensity workouts, like four or five times a week, like her body was only gaining weight and she couldn't figure out why. And so she did a lot of research. She's like certified in a bunch of things. Um, and she, she was like, all right, I'm going to start like this new program, this new protocol, come along with me. And I'm going to like, instead of focusing on weight loss, I'm going to just focus on like healing my body, healing my hormones, like just like healing in that aspect, just improving her health, like relieving all this stress from her body as much as she could, like all of that, like improving what she was eating versus paying attention to calories and like addressing any, like she got a bunch of tests done to see like her nutritional deficiencies and her blood work and her hormones and all of that, which it was interesting. A lot of the blood work, it just said everything was normal. But when she really did some other tests and really took a deeper dive, then she started to see some like deficiencies and things that were not normal. And then when she started doing the program, like her body quickly started losing weight. And really she figured out that it was like inflammation, like like she her body had a ton of inflammation from like stress hormones being off everything that her body went through with the pregnancies and now like cutting calories and really intense workouts like that was just a lot of stress for her body and so like it was just had a lot of inflammation which was now like releasing so I started like following along it was super interesting because I think it applies to like a lot of women um sometimes like again like there there are these other things that come into play when you're trying to lose weight and improve your health like hormones like stress like inflammation um like uh you know deficiencies in your nutrition and stuff like that so it's just kind of interesting to follow along and learn about that um and so I and then she was talking about this protocol. Let me see if I can find the name. She like a lot of the research was based on this protocol that she did. 
or that she, you know, found, and she was taking some information from that and applying it to herself and doing some of those things. Um, let me see if I can find the name of it. it. I went to this website, and I was able to just sign up and download it for free. And I have the PDF here, and it just, like, I was trying to read through it. It's very scientific, but it's all, like, research-based, and it just has, like, this protocol that you can start to follow step-by-step step to Again, it's not weight loss. It's not for weight loss. It's for like to reduce inflammation, reduce stress at a cellular level. This is called root cause protocol. If you want to like look it up yourself, root cause protocol. And they have an RCP handbook. Um, and it has like all the principles in there, all the research, the premise and the things that you can, the things that it has you like stop doing this, stop consuming this. And then start doing these things. And so some of the things in there she started doing and she lost like 30 pounds in like three or four months or something. And she figured out that some of it was body fat, but most of it was just inflammation, um, which I just thought was like wild, you know, and I feel like that definitely plays a role sometimes like me like I've noticed like certain gut issues maybe dairy maybe something is like that I'm eating is just affecting me maybe I'm deficient in some I'm not sure but I've definitely noticed like even though I'm at goal weight I'm in maintenance range like something is just off sometimes and so that's why it was like super interesting to me and I wanted to know more about it because it's like I don't want to just be at a certain number. I want to feel good inside and out. I don't like I don't care if I'm 145 pounds if I'm bloated and my gut is off and something is wrong and I can tell and certain things I'm eating are like affecting that like that's not how I want to live. So some of this stuff is interesting to me for that reason. So one of the things that I started doing was uh, taking mineral drops, trace mineral drops, and they have like resources where you can get it. Um, and so I started taking uh, trace mineral drops this week a couple times a day, and it has helped already a lot with like my gut and being regular and everything. So I'm kind of excited to just slowly start implementing it um, and see what I notice with my body. Because um, I know for sure like I think most of you guys know I have PCOS, so my cycle can be really weird and irregular. I get acne uh, sometimes, sometimes um, sugar, and if I have more sugar and flour, like, it makes symptoms even worse, things like that. Like, it affects your blood sugar, all sorts of stuff, so... So I'm kind of interested. I'm going to, I'll keep you updated on that. But so far I'm taking trace mineral drops and next I'll probably do like magnesium and it has you like do other things. So kind of excited to dive into that and see how it goes. But it was kind of cool to see that. That's like another thing I've been doing. And then the other thing I'm excited for the game tonight. I saw the U.S. women's national team play uh, New Zealand on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. And it was such a good game. They ended up winning 4-0. It was so good. And they play again tonight. So I'm going to be going to my sister's house and hanging out with my siblings. And we are going to watch the game. So I'm so, so excited. So that's what I've got going on. So other than just like the gut stuff and the cycle stuff, like it's been such a good week. Um, my sleep is on point. My water's on point. My workouts are good. Like I've just been so thankful for all of that and just for my life and where it is right now. And I'm excited to tell you about the money stuff now. So let's dive into that now. 
Um, cause like, that's another area of my life where I have just felt so good. I feel like I've done so much work on it and I'm finally like really getting to enjoy this area of my life and just like, I feel really good about where I am and like the next steps that I'm taking. So let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, we're going to talk about the plan, my financial freedom plan that I have and the journey so far as I go about executing on that plan so just a little bit of background like I've always managed the money like when I was married I was always the one that managed the money even though my ex-husband was the one who was making all the money he was making either all the money or the vast majority of the money in our marriage in our household and by the time we got divorced he was making pretty good money um he had really like worked his way up at work at his company and he was making pretty decent money. We'd have bought like a really nice house and um, things were good. We like, and I was always the one that managed it. Like I budgeted it. I um, paid all the bills. If we ever had any debt, I made sure to get it paid off and we paid off debt like a couple of times, but the max was like $6,000 and it seems like child's play now, like, oh, $6,000. And at the time, I just thought that was like, oh, my gosh, that's so much debt. We need to pay this off. And like, I would manage our money. And while we never like really saved a lot of money, we had some savings. But I feel like we never really saved as much money as we could. But we also never really spent money on ourselves. Like, we never went on vacations. We never like, had the nicest clothes or did all this shopping like again I had all these limiting but money beliefs around like you shouldn't spend you shouldn't spend on yourself but I think um I, I would end up spending a lot on like food and fast food and and things like that um and so yeah like I always managed the money but I think I was just doing like a not a great job at it um because we probably could have saved a lot more money when we were together um so yeah that's like the background like I always managed it but I just felt like you know I wasn't that great at it um and he was just like never really interested in managing it so I always did it and I liked doing it but again I just felt like I wasn't you know that great um now nowadays let me tell you like where I am today financially um I have about $28,000 in credit card debt as of today plus a car loan of about $10,000. And I can just say those numbers and it does not bother me. When I first became a single mom and I was really racking up a lot of credit card debt, I probably became a single mom having about, if I had to guess, probably around five dollars or $10,000 of credit card debt, which most of that was from like, it was like our collective credit card debt, but those were my credit cards. And so I was the one that ended up with that debt. Does that make sense? Even though we both, you know, use the card, it was for family stuff or whatever. Um, it wasn't just like my, me spending money. Um, I was the one like those were under my name. And so I was the one that had that debt. So I, I probably started off around five or $10,000 in debt. Um, and with probably like $7,000 that I got after like we sold our house and the market was already starting to go kind of crazy. Um, 
And I mean, that credit card debt quickly went up because I paid for my certification at the life coach school, which was $18,000. And I put that on a credit card and just other things, other things that I either invested in or sometimes just like getting by and putting bills on that, getting groceries, that sort of thing. And so that's how it got to like $28,000. And I used to stress so much about that and just I couldn't relax about it. And I would just think about it and feel bad, feel guilty and just feel like, oh, my gosh, like I messed up and, you know, like this is bad. And how am I ever going to pay this off and figuring what feeling like I need to figure it out right now. But like you can't it's the kind of thing where you can't really solve it right now in the short term. Like it's a long term thing. Like unless I just win the lottery tomorrow, like I can't really fix this right away at all. Um, and then a couple years ago, so about a year or so into being a single mom, I also got a car. The car that I had at the time was like just an old used car that I had for years already. And it just really started failing me. And I got sick and tired and just so stressed out just when it would leave me on the side of the road and multiple times. And I kept having to pay to get it fixed and had so many miles on it. And finally, like it just died. And I knew it wasn't worth it to just keep paying to try to fix it. Like, and I just needed a reliable car. So I bought um, a Passat. I love that car. Like it's a pretty basic car, but I love it. Like it's a 2018 Passat and it just gets me everywhere. It doesn't give me any issues. It's a nice car. Like, I just love it. And it's like one of the best purchase I've purchases I've ever made, even though like the interest would probably make some people's hair curl and oh my gosh, more debt on top of the debt you already have. But again, when you're a single mom, you need to have a reliable car. And so I did what I had to do. And like, like I said, no regrets. Even with the credit card debt, I'm just like, because of that credit card debt, I was able to become a certified coach and get hired at no BS and create financial stability. So yes, it cost me something that I'm still paying off, but what I got out of it has been so much more. And that's how I feel about the car too. Like it gives me so much peace and stability and reliability, like would do it again. Um, And like, it's just, it has like no regrets about those numbers and it wouldn't help me to have regret if that makes sense. It wouldn't help me at all. Um, It is what it is. Those are the numbers. And because of those, like some of those decisions really helped me create the life that I have today. That being said, I don't use credit cards anymore. Like I don't use them at all. Um, And, you know, I, I don't add to my debt anymore in any way. So um, I'm like, until they get paid off, like those, like my credit cards do not exist. If I'm using, if I'm needing to use them, I'm living above my means and I don't do that anymore. Um, I had to do that for a while just because of the situation I was in and the circumstances I was in. And I'm glad I had that resource available to me. But these days, like I haven't used a credit card in such a long time. So, but like I said, I used to stress about it so much about debt about my money it just was stressful to even check my bank account and just not anymore the work that I've really put in over the past year especially like I have created such trust with my money and with money in general like I just I feel trust I know that it's coming in I know I'm covered 
I know that like I have everything I need. I have more than enough money for everything that we need and I don't worry about spending money anymore. I used to just every time I had to swipe my card somewhere like pit in my stomach because again I just had like such almost like trauma around money um, because of everything that I went through plus like what I learned about money growing up both of those things together like money just felt very like it just felt traumatic to even like spend money and to check my bank account and like worry 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 and guilt and feeling like I couldn't even buy anything for the girls at the store no matter how small it was and now like again that's not a thing anymore and I'm able to splurge on them a little bit sometimes or get them that toy that they want or like Andrea at the store the other day her choice was like she needed moisturizer she I tease her I'm like you are so extra you were like barely gonna be 11 years old and she's already like all about like her self-care which she's not really like a girly girl um she's always in her hoodies and sweatpants but that girl like she has her curls done like every night or she has a clip in her hair and um, she wants nice hoodies and she has to have her moisturizer and she likes to have her little perfume and again she's a Taurus rising like me so she is all about that like self-care doing lush things for herself and then she also got like some so she got moisturizer and then and she got nice moisturizer by the way (laughs) And she got like a couple balls of yarn because she wanted to crochet something. And so, again, it was nice to just be able to buy those things for her. And it's not a big deal at all. Um, And now these days, like I'm making more money than ever before. And like I'm not done yet. And I'm just getting ready to like for real, for real crack six figures and beyond. Like I'm talking like I want to be making like more than six figures, you know, and then get into like multiple six figures. Like, so I'm just excited about where I am with money right now, how, you know, the trust that I have with money and just, um, yeah, everything that money gives me, right? Like where I am in life, like money. I know a lot of people say like, oh, money doesn't buy happiness, but being someone who has struggled, like literally, legitimately struggled with money and not even as bad as a lot of people but I have been like in dire straits around money and cried around money and stressed about money and just endlessly worried around money um I can tell you that like when you don't have money you can't be happy at all like that is a very primal real stress on you and your body and it is no joke And money facilitates things so that you can have your basic needs met, so that you and your family can be fed, so that you have childcare, so that you can, like, get a new career and get financial stability from that. Like, money gives you a lot of options. Money gives you freedom. And everybody on this earth needs money to have their their basic needs met so I'm always like whenever I hear somebody say oh well money can't buy you happiness like yes it can yes it can because if you don't have your basic needs met because you don't even have enough money for rent or for groceries or you have to choose between the two like that is no joke that kind of like primal stress and nobody deserves that so I want everyone to have money so that they never have to like have that kind of stress um, because it's 
and especially if you have kids, like that's, it's terrible. So like I said, this work around money is one of the best things that I've done. It's the best work that I've done. And it's so funny because like my journey and my work around money has been far from perfect. My relationship with money has been far from perfect. If somebody could like look at the specifics of my bank accounts over the years and my credit cards and how I spent money and everything that I went through, they would either think I was dumb or made dumb mistakes or some people would be like, oh my gosh, this is my worst nightmare. Like again, some of the things I've done and how I've managed my money and the debt that I have, like it would make some people's hair curl and that's okay. I currently have about $1,100 in my savings. That would make some people's hair just curl because while I could have a lot more money in my savings at this moment, over the past year or so, I've really focused on like paying off some of my high interest credit cards. And I'm happy about that choice. Um, and now I've kind of like made a switch. I'm kind of pivoting a little bit. And I'm going to tell you in a minute what I'm doing. But uh, the plan that I have made and the steps that I'm taking came from me, again, doing the work on my lim limiting beliefs around money and my thoughts around money and how I grew up around money, my experiences around money, really been able to work on that, create a level, level of trust around money. And then from there, I've just learned as much as I can about how can I be smart with my money, finding out the information that I need so that I can make the smartest decisions I can around my money. Like having information when it comes to your money is like the best thing that you can do especially for women like we need to have information and power when it comes to our money so that we can make smart decisions for ourselves and be able to retire and all of that so um let me tell you a little bit about my plan let me pull it up here my overall goals with my finances is number one financial independence complete financial independence um, um, have more time in my life, have a level of like time freedom and be able to write or do whatever I want to do with my life, um, multiple streams of income, be able to do my podcast, um, be able to work less over time, make my own schedule, um, have lots of time for me, for my loved ones, have money for the things that I care about, like being generous, going, going on vacation, taking a season off maybe uh being able to spend on my wardrobe because i love doing that being able to spend money on my kids and the things that they want um overall living below my means uh for sure not living above my means even if i'm making more like i don't want to be like spending all of that um being very intentional with my spending um in the meantime like possible side hustles or spending less to accelerate my, you know, how I go through my plan, if it's worth it, sometimes it's going to be worth it, sometimes it's not. And then just reevaluate these goals and this plan every year. So let me walk you through the steps of my plan. And this primarily came from the book Financial Feminist. Um, I'm not done reading it, but I'm almost done. And it's such a good book. Um, and I just love her approach. I love um, it's by Tori Dunlap. And um I just love her approach and how empowering like her mission is to really like empower women around money, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I know there are some people who follow like Dave Ramsey, but I just while his tactics may be OK, um, his overall like mindset and approach when it comes to 
finances and working on your finances, I don't like as much. So I'm a really big fan of Tori's and her book. And like these steps pretty much came from her book. So number one, uh, save for retirement. And I'm setting this up first just because I'm getting ready to set up a 401k at work with uh, a match from my employer with from my company. And so that's going to be I'm going to kind of count that as step one. I'm already contributing like 50 bucks a month for retirement. That's what I've been doing. That's kind of been like my very minimum baseline um, for now into like a Roth IRA. But now uh, my next step is to get that 401k set up and like the employer match and make sure that, that I get that match and just get that going. So that's going to be like step one. Um, and then the next step, and I'll keep it there. Once like all my debt is paid off, then I'll, that'll like I'll increase retirement allocation then. But next step is to have a $10,000 emergency fund in a high yield savings account. Um, so I've, I'm setting up an automatic transfer of $125 a week. So before I was putting all of my, like not all of my extra money, but a good several hundred dollars extra each month towards high interest credit cards. And now I'm kind of shifting gears um, and taking my $1,100 savings account. And the goal is to get it to $10,000 in about a year or so. So I'm setting up an automatic transfer of $125 a week. Again, about $500 a month, um, give or take. And I'm starting this month with that. And that should take me about a year or so to get to $10,000. So that's like the main step that I'm working on right now and will be working on for the next year until I hit that $10,000 balance in that high yield savings account. And I already have like the high yield savings account set up and stuff. And until then, until that $10,000 is complete, for savings, I will. I have all minimum payments scheduled for my credit cards. Like that's all that will. Like uh, I'm just doing minimum payments on credit cards until the savings step is complete. Once I have ten thousand dollars saved up, I'm gonna shift gears again and focus on paying off all of my debt. So first will be the credit cards because those interest rates are just crazy. Um, and so that 125 a week will shift gears and will now get paid to credit cards. And I'll decide at the time which one I'll do first. I'll start with like higher balances or higher interest rates. There's cards with high balances and high interest rates. Those will get paid off first. And then I'll just go from there. And I will evaluate at that time too, depending on how much money I'm making and if I want to shift my... Um, budget as far as like do I want more or less money going to like wants um you know you just get to decide that you get to decide like all right after expenses I have x amount of money left over and from there you just get to decide how much do I want for like wants and you know the extras that I want in my life you know to spend on for that clothes shopping trips vacations um things like that eating out and then how much of it do I want for the debt or the retirement, or the, you know, savings, and you just get to decide what those two buckets are going to look like, and how much each bucket will have, so at that time, I will evaluate again, um, but any, like that, the extra, the bucket with extra money will be going to debt, and that one, then once the credit card, once the credit cards are paid off, 
then that extra bucket money will go to my car loan. Um, and by then, it'll almost be paid off anyway. So, um, But I looked up a debt payoff calculator because, again, like while I'm not really worried about my credit cards, I know uh, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, one day, sooner or later, they're going to be paid off. I know it's like going to take a while. Like it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be in the next year. But I know sooner or later, those credit cards are going to be paid off. Even if I were to just give minimum payments and just forget about them and they're set, set up automatically, like they would be paid off at some point. Like I'm not going to have this debt forever. But what I realized is like sometimes like, again, even though I know they're going to be paid off at some point, it can feel like it's going to be in 10 years or 20 years. Like it can just feel like forever in your mind. And so today I went and looked up a debt payoff calculator and I put in all of my numbers, all of the credit cards, all of the interest rates, all of the balances, all of the minimum payments. And I did it twice. One, because I wanted to know, all right, if I only did minimum payments, how long would it take to get these cards paid off? And it was so freeing and so relieving to just know the actual date instead of just try to guess in my mind or have it feel like forever away. Again, one of the, one of the most powerful things you can do is to like be informed. This can apply to anything, right? Like any decision in your life, any area of your life, like make sure you are informed, ask questions, do research, like go use the calculator. Like there are so many calculators you can use online for like anything. So the date for me, uh, it would be 56 months from now. And these credit cards would be paid off September 2027. Like, okay, like, wow, that is a lot less than I thought. Like in my mind, I thought it would be like seven or 10 years. Um, but when the calculator calculator does the math, can't talk today. When the calculator does the math, it's 56 months. I mean, it's not even five years. It's like four years, like four and a half years. September of 2027, those cards would be paid off. Now, if I'm like, all right, let's say by the time those $10,000 are saved, again, I already did the math for that. So I'm like, with the amount that I'm setting aside each week, I would have the $10,000 in like a year or so. Like, let's say by my birthday of next year, June of next year. Let's say by June of next year, I start putting an extra $500 a month. Then how long would it take me? And again, this calculator will do the math. Minimum payments from now until June of 2024, and then the credit cards get an extra $500 a month. How long would it take then? Guys, I was blown away. This is why I was like so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I could have had this information all along. And just today, I happened to be like, oh, I wonder what it would actually be. 33 months. So instead of 56 months, it would be 33 months. That's almost half the time. If I give minimum payments from now until I have $10,000 saved, middle of next year, and then I start putting extra money towards my credit cards, I will be done paying off these credit cards in full by October of 2025. So that's what, like, almost three years? Like, it's less than three years. That's like two and a half years. This all of this credit card debt would be paid off. So that to me is like wild. Like what? 
like not even three years in my mind I again I thought like oh even if I'm putting extra money like I bet it would just take years and years and it's like nope the math is right there in front of me it even gave me like a payment schedule that I can use like exactly what to do it would all be paid off October of 2025 and that's just with like the extra money that I was putting into savings once the savings is complete, now it's going towards the credit cards. That's like not any other extra money going towards the credit cards. Like if I get another raise or, you know, I'm making money for my books and now I have more money to put towards it. Like, so I'm just like, oh my gosh, like in my mind, it's a no brainer. Like for sure, these credit cards are going to be paid off by 2025, if not before. So that to me is just so exciting. Like, oh my gosh, like, information really is power that is just so exciting to me and I will not be having credit card debt for that much longer I've had it for a while but like when I look at my life as a whole having credit card debt is just gonna end up being like a blip same thing if you're like losing weight or saving up for a house or going after any other big goal like in the moment it just feels like it's taking forever it's been such a long time it's taking such a long time it's such a long journey but when you look at your life as a whole we live an average of like 90 to 100 years old if i had credit card debt for like five or six years total that's a blip of my life it, if it took me three years to lose my weight and get to go weight that is like a blip like you'll blink and you'll miss it in the whole in your whole lifespan which I just think like what a perspective shift so that's why I was like I have to come on here and tell you guys about that because in the moment it just feels like it's taking so long and it's never gonna happen and blah 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 and it's like no you're doing it go look at the math go look at the data go get the information to see how long it'll really take and then compare that to even just 10 years of your life it's a blip. It is a blip. So that's like, that's how long it's going to take me to be credit card debt free. Like I said, I'm going to pay off my car loan after that. And I'll be very close to paying it off by then anyway. If I may even be dumb at that point. I don't know. And then from there, I'll just get to decide like, all right, where do, what do I want to put my money towards now? Do I just want to keep saving, investing? Like, of course, I'm going to increase my retirement. But like, that's that's exciting that's a very concrete date to look forward to in the meantime I get to enjoy my life I still have plenty of money to use for wants and for spending and for other things that we want vacations and Christmas and gifts and things like that and shopping <laughs> and in the meantime I'm also working on just increasing my income over time so that I can do the things that I want to do and so that I can be generous and so that I can like give my kids a good life and take care of myself and all of that. So buy a condo somewhere. I kind of have this dream. Like I kind of want to buy a condo somewhere like uh, just a condo with like an amazing view somewhere. <laughs> That's probably what I'll be doing once my kids are all grown and they're doing their own thing. Who knows? Like anything is possible. So it's exciting. The future is exciting. All the possibilities are exciting. And the moment right now, where we are right now in this moment too, is also exciting. And now Luna has come down. She is, she came down and 
she has fallen asleep in the little ottoman in front of me and i'm getting ready to go pick up the girls like it's a good fucking day you guys this moment right now is great and the future is gonna be even better so just remember that and for when the moments are hard and life feels really hard like i get it and just remember one of my favorite thoughts like this too shall pass that just applies to everything right so that in mind i hope this gave you some insights some ahas maybe something to think about when it comes to like your life your journey that you're on with whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life um i would love to hear about it like what did you get out of this episode screenshot it share it tell me like how does this apply to you in your life i would love to know all right you guys thank you so much for listening subscribe if you're not yet subscribed leave a review if you haven't left a review if you just really enjoyed this episode and you haven't left a review yet now is the perfect time all right i will see you next week take care and just enjoy life hey if you're loving the podcast i'd love to know about it make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on instagram my handle is at this is yesenia vargas And if you haven't subscribed or left a rating or a review yet, it would help me so much if you did. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and see you on the next episode.